0: Great week of practice and so you know this it's been a long time since we've actually had multiple days of practice you go back to the COVID shutdown and then we play two games yeah. and you have the Christmas break shut down and then you you play three games and so for me as a coach you know these these are the times that I get excited about because we can actually work on the things that um, we
1: need to hone in on and there's a lot that we need to hone in on. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, start with uh, Saturday, as uh, Missouri Western played and beat friends on Wednesday, 82-49. Re-entering conference play on uh, Saturday, New Year's Eve afternoon and evening, uh, taking on Rogers State, 62-61. Uh, the uh, Hillcats won it. Now uh, uh, Rogers getting off to a 20-9 start uh, in the first half. Griffins were able to lead, 44-42 at 12:35 to go. Get down eight with 7:23 left. And you tie the game at 58 with a minute 40 to go. So a good rally. Uh, a couple of free throws by Rogers. 20 seconds left. That would end up being the difference. Uh, Julius Dixon had a great look at a winning shot in the final seconds. Comes up just a little bit short. Some really good performances. Uh, Dixon himself, 16 points. Will Eames, a man on fire. Game high, 19 points. Some good things, but a bit of a slow start, and uh, your team came up a point away. Joey Sirocco, too, a really good player for Rogers, doing things for them all game. Uh, just thoughts on that game against the Hillcats.
0: Yeah, you know, analytically, I think you look at the 16 turnovers, they turned that into um, 20 points. Mm-hmm. And then we gave up 10 offensive rebounds that they turned into 12 or 13 points. So um, anytime you hand a really good opponent like Rogers, 30 points to start out on, on unforced turnovers and um, – offensive rebounds you put yourself in a really precarious situation and so I was proud of the way that our guys fought in the second half but you can't you can't get in that position especially if you want to be great in this league and so um, you know we we have to we have to find a way starting with the coaching staff and then going down to the players uh, making sure that we don't put ourselves in that situation you don't get down 20 to 9 and so um, there's there's a lot of things that we need to work on in practice so that we can correct that.
1: Yeah, Reese Glover in that game, 11 points on 3 of 8 shooting off the bench. And then, yeah, Joey Sirocco for Rogers, 14 points on 7 of 10 shooting. And then their point guard, Sherwin, Devonish Prince Jr., 13 points, Chris Whittaker, 10. Uh, the Hillcats shooting 49% in that game. And, yes, you talked about the 16 turnovers leading to 18 uh, Hillcat points uh, the other way. Uh, well, let's uh, move ahead now to uh, just yesterday, northeastern state, uh, the Riverhawks in town for a... MIAA doubleheader and a similar blueprint in that Northeastern got off to a good start a blistering hot shooting start led 32 to 14 with seven and a half to go till half your team showed fight in the first half down 42 30 at the break then you're down 24 with 13 minutes to go and then you know things started changing you outscored Northeastern in the final 13 minutes 38 to 16 you managed to tie the game inside the final 10 seconds uh, for those that were at the game, those that listened or watched, we kind of know uh, what happened at this point. Foul called with point six to go. Northeastern's on the line, double bonus. They make both, and they escape with a 75-73 win. I know uh, when we talked in postgame last night, it's kind of a tale of two things. You're proud of the fight, but at the same time, disappointed that you got in the position where you're down 18, then you're down 24.
0: Yeah, you know, in, in my entire career, and I started at 18 because I was a student assistant at Kentucky, right? Um, Probably the most difficult loss that that I've been through as, yeah. a, as an individual um, and definitely as a head coach, just because that game encompassed so many things, so many emotions. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get down big, you fight back. You have guys like Jeron Thames, who's been out with injury all right. year. He stepped up. He was five for five from the field, was great defensively. You had John Anderson, Jr., who is by far our cultural leader, but a kid that doesn't play a ton, who we put in the game. He gets a big dunk for us. He gets a a couple stops. And you have a team that um, believes in each other and and, and fight till the very end, and you have a chance to win that game. And You know, I'll say this, and and look, there's there's nobody um, who wants to win more than me. It's probably an unhealthy obsession how how bad I want to win, and that's always the objective. That's what we're here to do. But – for, for me, it's always it's always about the deeper lessons for, for life. Mm-hmm. And when I walked into that locker room, um, our shower area is in the back, and we have open showers, and I had 15 guys sitting on the floor uh, consoling their brother who made a, a mistake at, at the end of the game. And – I haven't been a part of many teams like that. I've been a part of connected teams. Um, I've been a part of teams that love each other. I've never been a part of a team that has that deep of an empathy that all 15 guys were sitting on the floor of a dirty shower because their brother was in pain. Um, And that makes me really proud as a a coach. It also, um, from a competitive standpoint, it gives me a lot of hope that this team can do some really great things because they have that level of empathy and love for each other, and so um, that made me extremely proud. Uh, you know, that's I we won't even have to say him by name. I mean, that's that's a kid that for the last four years has been one of our our better cerebral players, and everyone knows that. He nobody understands time and score. More than him, and uh, he he made a mistake in a, a big moment, but the response of the team was, "Hey, man, we wouldn't be in this situation if it if it wasn't for you, and this is a long season. we got your back yeah and so you you, you lick your wounds and it, it's hard to process, but um you know the the deeper level of life you're you're proud that guys are starting to learn that lesson because the reality is is all those kids are going to make some boneheaded mistakes in in life. They're gonna uh, lose their mind a little bit and do something that's, you know, uncharacteristic in a moment and they're gonna have to respond. Um, You know, life is 10% what happens and about 90% how you respond to that. And so I'm excited. I have a lot of excitement for how this team is going to respond to these two losses and the way in which we lost to northeastern i'm extremely excited about that i got 15 text messages from each individual player last night and it was all about what can we do um to to get this thing right and so i've never really had that you know typically you'll get one or two guys that that text you um everybody was in the gym super late last night making sure that everybody was good before they walked out that door and so uh really really proud proud of that and i think that that's uh a formula and a recipe for success if
1: used correctly. Yeah, we're speaking uh, with Missouri Western men's basketball coach Will Martin after uh, home uh, home doubleheader games against Rogers State and Northeastern State getting ready for this Saturday against Northwest, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, certainly some positives to take away, some individual efforts that were uh, pretty outstanding to make that comeback possible. Tay Fields, 19 points, nine boards last night. Reese Glover, 11 points, three threes off the bench, closing in on that uh, all-time record. I think he now only needs three or four more threes, the number to hit is 233 so he's very very close to that and talked about it already junior jaron thames uh season high 10 points hadn't played played a minute on december 1st against pittsburgh state plays seven minutes scores 10 points and when you needed him the most on five of five shooting as well um now i know it's a slow roll coming back with a hand injury pinky injury something of that nature but uh is this are we entering a time now where he can be utilized a bit more
0: yeah i hope so you know i Jeron Thames, you know, I feel so bad for him and a lot of people don't know just the emotional and psychological battle for, for him with his injury is that um, he injured the, the finger and then in the minute and a half that he was able to play against Pitt, he reruptured no. the, the finger and the tendon and, um, you know, he, he was somebody that really, really wanted to step up big for us this year and he obviously did last night but wanted to have a big role and has, has earned the right to have a big role in his three years here And so it's just been – it's been hard for him to to go through the psychological battle and the physical battle of getting injured, getting re-injured, not knowing if he was going to be able to play at all this year. Um, And so I'm really, really proud of his response. And he he just gives us a different – mojo on the floor when he's on the floor you feel like you can get a bucket uh, at any time he really helps our transition he spreads to the floor because of his ability to to get paint touches and also to pass out to open shooters and you know you saw that a lot last night so um, he was always part of the plan for us, right. and if it wasn't for injury, you, you're talking about a kid that could potentially start for us. Um, definitely a kid that would be running 20 plus minutes. So to be able to get him back in the fold last night and for him to produce the way that he did, I think that that's going to bode well for us down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and especially some of the performances he had in the second half of last year 17 points against Kearney, 14 against Hayes, double double against Lincoln, 27 against Northwest Missouri State at home uh, in February, and that brings. Us to where we are this week. Uh, Saturday in Maryville, Northwest Missouri State women at 1:30, men at 3:30. Northwest is Northwest. You know they don't they need no introduction. 13 and one overall, six and one in the MIAA. I think the big X factor for them this offseason obviously Trevor Hudgens finishing his eligibility. Everyone wondered would Diego Bernard come back. He announced on the fourth of July that he is back and he missed one game, which was Emporia. The one game Northwest has lost, he is since back and healthy. But not just him, Luke Waters, Mitch Mascari, West Dreamer, all back. And then Bennett Sturts, a freshman from the Kansas City area, he's competed with the best of them this year. One thing they do really well, just looking at it at the surface, taking care of the ball. They don't make a ton of mistakes. What stands out to you about them this year?
0: Yeah, you know, one. I'll start with Diego. I think that for the last three years, you had guys like Trevor Hudgens and Ryan Hawkins mm-hmm. and Ryan Welty that. Uh, got a lot of uh, attention uh, in, in the league, and the media, and all that. Diego Bernard is a great, great, great player. I wish that I, wish that I was the head coach here when he was at Lafayette, um, you know, because that's a kid that you would love to have on your roster. And uh, he stepped into more of a leadership role this year, and I think that he's done a tremendous job. And he has great pieces around him. I think Luke Waters is playing like an all-league player. I think West Dreamer plays like that, you know, every given night. And then the freshman Bennett Sturts. I think right now, if the league ended, he would be a unanimous freshman of the year. He's playing Uh, unbelievable basketball especially at that point guard position for Ben they're a little different than they've been in the past but uh, as you mentioned they take care of the ball Um, they're going to run their stuff and they're going to they're going to run it with intentionality and they're going to be maniacal about the small details of the game and that never changes with Northwest and so um, it's a it's a game that your margin for error is really small you you can't turn the ball over nine or ten times in the first half and then have a comeback like you did against Northeastern. That's not going to happen against Northwest. And so, you know, it's a a great opportunity for this team to mature and grow up a little bit when it comes to the small details of the game. You know, against Northeastern we had nine turnovers in the first half. We only have three in the second, and people are gonna, you know, point at our press as as a reason that we were able to get back in the game. People will point to some guys hitting some big shots, but for me as a head coach, I look at the three turnovers. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if you're taking care of the ball, you put yourself in a position to win any game. And so um, against Northwest, that's gonna be the story for us. Is we gotta take care of the basketball. I think that this team has shown that um, were were gritty and tough defensively. I thought Northeastern did a phenomenal job in the first half, but in the second half our defense was was really, really good, and our defense has been solid all year. Um, Offensively, we have
1: to take care of the ball. Mm -hmm. And last thing, you know, maybe the elephant in the room with this one is, you know as well as anybody, and we talk about it when these two get together for football, you're facing a program that's won multiple national titles. You're facing a program that Western hasn't beat for a long time. In this case, Northwest has won the last 21 in a row uh, in this series. It's been since 2009 that Griffins have won at Maryville. And, of course, any player in your program, young or old, they know the, uh, the paramount of this rivalry and of this game. Um, but at the same time, you have to treat it, you know, the same as every conference game. You see them every year, twice a year. For you and for the team, I guess what is the best formula just to kind of drown all that out and just focus on the task at hand. Well, I mean, we treat
0: every game one game at a time. Sure, you know, we we don't look at our objective record. We we're either one and zero or zero and one after every game, and then we wash it at midnight. Hmm. In, in terms of the the rivalry, I don't want to I don't want to dismiss that. I mean, we have people in this room who uh, have supported Missouri Western for a long time. When Missouri Western was was beating Northwest yeah. in, in basketball, and so I'll say this as the head coach of our program, we got to start doing our part on the basketball end when it comes to that rivalry. Um, you know, it's it's hard to call it. A rivalry when they've they've won 20 straight games against us. Like we, we have to do our part, right. and you know that's what we intend to do when we go down there this weekend, and then we get them again here at home. Mm-hmm. But um, you know our, our focus is on winning basketball games, regardless if it's Northwest or Hayes or Northeastern. But we got to do our part in, in that rivalry, um, and and we got to start winning some games, and that's our intention this weekend. Yep,
1: always a good opportunity to uh, to face uh, a defending national champion in their place. Of course, it's uh, well known they play well at Bear. Cat Arena, but an opportunity for the Griffins to play spoiler and uh, get a big conference win on the road and uh, yeah, just provide some big excitement here. Still lots of games to go and yes, they are in St. Joseph in February, but uh, regardless uh, I said this about football, whether you wear a green polo or a gold polo, wherever you live in this area, it's exciting uh, when these two uh, get together. 1.30 and 3.30 tip times on Saturday. We're on the air Saturday at 1 o'clock, Bearcats and Griffins. Coach Martin, we'll see you there. Good luck. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate you. Will Martin joining us on the Missouri West.